Yo. Oh, man. We're in a building. Top of the morning, everybody. Top of the morning. Balls Mike Topsoil in here for the, for the, uh, for the trial, which is popping right now. It is going right now. Um, blessings, blessings, blessings. There we go. Check the temperatures. We are ready. What's up with it? God bless everybody tapping in with the Balls Mac Top Soil this morning. Shout out your city. Let me know where you're tapping in from. And we're going to get right to this uh, testimony. Yes, as a general matter, that's that's how I understand an attorney-client relationship. Yes. And has Mr. Depp paid you for advice? I would instruct, uh, I do instruct the witness not to answer on the grounds of attorney-client. Salute, you salute. Answer that question without disclosing your communications with Mr. Depp. I accept the instruction. Well, let's go general again and see if maybe we can work at it from that perspective. So in, in your relationship with your clients, you provide advice and it's up to the client to determine whether to follow that advice. Would that be fair to say? As a general matter, I do agree with that statement, yes. All right. Uh, and by the same token, it would be up to the client to determine whether to salute, salute. advice in whole or part, correct? You're still speaking in general. Correct. In general, yes. Okay. Now, did you did your relationship with Mr. Depp and I'm talking about your attorney-client relationship, deviate from those general principles that in some way Mr. Depp is not permitted to follow or reject your advice? Would instruct the witness not to uh, answer the question based on attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. Now, Mr. Depp has the right to terminate your representation at any time, is that correct? But yes, I think it's true. Mr. I think Depp we need to let would be free to uh, terminate at any time. My apologies, Mr. Waldman. I didn't realize you were still talking. D did you finish? Yes, I did. Thank you. Now, has Mr. Depp terminated your representation of him at any time between October 2016 and the present? That's the same question that uh, I instructed Mr. Waldman not to answer before. Just 
stated in a slightly different way, so I would instruct the witness not to answer that question. I accept the instruction. Now, and Mr. Depp, as the client in your relationship, is in the position to make the final decision regardless of your advice. Would you agree? I, I would instruct the witness yeah, yeah. not to answer that question. <laughs> I, don't know that he, well, I know he can't answer that question without disclosing communications with Mr. Depp. So I instruct the witness not to answer. I accept the instruction. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Waldman, if you were advising a client in an attorney-client relationship uh, and you were in settlement negotiations, Salute, salute to everybody that's tapped in. Who has the ultimate decision-making ability? But to speculate about the question, yes, generally the client would be responsible for deciding, you know, the ultimate outcome of the settlement. Yes. Now, you met Mr. Depp after he and Amber Heard had split up. Is that correct? That's correct. And you met Mr. Depp after he and Amber Heard had reached a settlement in their divorce. Is that correct? That's my understanding. So you have no personal knowledge of anything that went on during their marriage. Is that fair to say? Well, it depends what you mean by personal knowledge. I wasn't there. That's what you mean. Correct. You've never witnessed any What's up with it? What's up with it? Tap in. Prior to October 2016. Is that correct? That's correct. And you have no personal knowledge of any conduct by either of them against the other prior to October 2016. Is that correct? Again, if you're asking me, do I have any knowledge of their conduct? I think I have knowledge of their conduct. I think maybe you're asking me, did I witness conduct? I'm asking <laughs> personal knowledge, which would mean you would have had to have witnessed it. If you're asking whether I've witnessed it, the answer is no. Now, your initial knowledge of the relationship between Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard was based on your interviews with Mr. Depp. Would that be fair to say? I, I would instruct the witness not to answer that question because he can't even answer yes or no without disclosing the substance of communications with his client, Mr. Depp. I accept the instruction. Once you came into Mr. Depp's life and became his counsel, Mr. Depp filed with your assistance a number of lawsuits. Would you agree? Yes. Did Mr. Depp terminate Tracy Jacobs as his agent before or after you became Mr. Depp's counsel? Mr. Waldman, I would instruct you not to answer that question if doing so would require you to disclose any communications you had with Mr. Depp. It would. How long had Tracy Jacobs been Mr. Depp's agent at the time Mr. Depp terminated Tracy Jacobs? And again, Adam, same instruction to the extent that answering the question requires you to disclose communications that you had with Mr. Depp, I would instruct you not to answer the question. It would. Was it Mr. Depp's decision to terminate Tracy Jacobs? Again, I would instruct you not to answer that question because that could only have come from Mr. 
depth in the communication with you. I accept the instruction. He accepts the instruction. After you began representing Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp filed a lawsuit against Joel Mandel, Mr. Depp's former business manager, correct? That's correct. And you represented Mr. Depp in that lawsuit against Joel Mandel and his company, did you not? I did. But it was Mr. Depp's decision on whether to file the lawsuit Salute. against Mr. Mandel and his Shout company. out to City, where you coming from? I would from? instruct the witness not to answer that Hit the like button on the way in. It would require uh, communication, disclosure of communications between Mr. Depp and Mr. Waldman as to who was advising who as to filing the case against TMG and the Mandel brothers. So I would instruct you not to answer that. I accept the instruction. Did Mr. Depp have the ultimate decision? making ability with respect to the lawsuit against Mr. Mandel and his company? And again, I would instruct you not to answer to the extent it requires you to disclose attorney-client uh, communication. It would. After you began representing Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp filed a lawsuit against Jake Bloom, Mr. Depp's former attorney, correct? That's correct. And you represented Mr. Depp in that lawsuit against Jake Bloom and his law firm, did you not? I did. But it was Mr. Depp's decision on whether to file the lawsuit against Mr. Bloom and his law firm, is that correct? Again, I would instruct the witness not to answer to the extent it requires him to disclose attorney-client communications. It would. And. Mr. Depp, though, was the ultimate decision maker in connection with any decisions made in the litigation against Mr. Bloom and his law firm. Would you agree? Same instruction not to answer. It's basically the same uh, question gussied up a bit. So same instruction not to answer. I accept the instruction. After you began representing Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp filed a lawsuit against the Sun newspaper and its editor-in-chief, Dan Wooten. Oh, they tight. Correct. For purposes of this deposition, deposition, I may refer to the lawsuit against the Sun and its editor Dan Wooten as the UK lawsuit or the UK litigation. Do you understand those? Salute, salute! Hit the like button on the way in. What was your role in the UK litigation? I, I would instruct the witness not to answer that question because it necessarily requires him or would require him to disclose his communications with his client Johnny Depp. It would. You represented Mr. Depp throughout the UK litigation, correct? Again, I would, I would. And Mr. Depp alleged in the UK litigation that the son and Dan Wooten had committed libel by accusing Mr. Depp of being a quote, wife beater, end of quote, and committing domestic violence against Amber Heard, correct? That's true. It was Mr. Depp's decision on whether to bring the UK lawsuit against the son and Dan Wooten, correct? And again, I would instruct the witness not to answer any, any um, I would instruct him not to answer because it perforce would require him to disclose attorney-client communications as to the thought process that went into filing that particular lawsuit. I accept the instruction. 
After you began representing Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp filed suit against Amber Heard, his former wife, correct? That's correct. And you represented Mr. Depp in the lawsuit against Amber Heard from March 1, 2019 up until October of 2020, is that correct? Yes. And it was Mr. Depp's decision on whether to file the lawsuit against Amber Heard, is that correct? would instruct the witness not to answer that question based on attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. And Mr. Depp is alleging in this lawsuit that Amber Heard defamed him by suggesting that he had committed domestic abuse against her, correct? Yes. As part of your representation of Mr. Depp, you contacted potential witnesses, is that correct? Again, I, I would, that is attorney work product and that is protected uh, in Virginia. So I would object on that basis, but you can answer that question, yes or no. Yes. You also spoke with the press on Mr. Depp's behalf, did you not? And I would instruct the witness not to answer to the extent that it requires uh, disclosure of any communications between yourself and Mr. Depp. It would. And therefore? And therefore I accept the instruction. How frequently did you communicate with the press on Mr. Depp's behalf? I would instruct the witness not to answer that question because um, impossible to do so without disclosing attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. Why did you communicate with the press? Same instruction not to answer on the same grounds. I accept the instruction. What were you hoping to gain? Same instruction not to answer the question. I accept Based. the instruction. You remain Mr. Depp's primary counsel for all of his affairs, isn't that correct? I. I, I'm going to instruct the witness not to answer that because I don't think you can answer that without disclosing your communications with Mr. Depp, and we have to be consistent. That, that's true, and I accept the instruction. Mr. Waldman, I'm going to ask you to take a look at what has been marked as exhibit number three. Did there come a time in 2018 that you contacted Rolling Stone about writing an article about Mr. Depp? And to the extent that you cannot answer it without disclosing communications with Mr. Depp, I would instruct you not to answer. I think it would implicate discussions with Mr. Depp, so I accept your instruction. The author of this article, which was published on June 21, 2018, is Stephen Roderick. Were you present when Mr. Roderick interviewed Mr. Depp? You may answer that question yes or no. It's not yes or no, I was there for some of it. Okay. Was the Rolling Stone interview before or after Mr. Depp filed suit against the son and Dan Wooten? I'm not sure. Do you recall whether the publication of this Rolling Stone article was before or after 
Mr. Depp filed the lawsuit against the son and Dan Wooten? I don't. What's good? I'm going to ask you Tap to take in. a look at page 10. And it says on page 10, it was Adam Waldman. Let me know where you're coming from. Let me know in the chat. Writing a story about the injustice of being injustice being done to Depp's reputation and bottom line. You see that? Well, before you go there, Mr. Waldman, I asked you a question. I just read that and said, do you see that? Would that, can you answer that question? I I thought I answered yes, but yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you very much. Um, And is that an accurate statement? No. What is inaccurate about it? It says it was Adam Waldman who first contacted Rolling Stone. That's incorrect. What is correct? What is correct is that I was not the first to contact Rolling Stone. Who first contacted Rolling Stone? Mr. Depp. I'm going to ask the question, notwithstanding, why did Mr. Depp contact Rolling Stone? I would instruct you not to answer that question. I accept the instruction. Did Mr. Depp authorize you to have communications with Rolling Stone to set up this interview? Instruct you not to answer that question on the grounds of attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. Did you assist Mr. Depp with publicity uh, on Mr. Depp's behalf? I would instruct instruct you not to answer on the grounds of attorney-client communications. I accept the instruction. In your view, does assisting Mr. Depp with publicity constitute legal work? Uh, The witness has already testified he had one engagement for Mr. Depp, and that was a legal engagement. So I'm going to instruct him not to answer any questions about his communications with Mr. Depp. I accept the instruction. In participating in the interview with the Rolling Stones, were you speaking on Mr. Depp's behalf? And I'm going to instruct not to answer because, again, I don't think you can answer that question without disclosing your communications uh, with Mr. Depp about authority. So I'm instructing you not to answer the question. It was Mr. Depp's choice whether you said anything to the press relating to Mr. Depp. Would you agree? I instruct the witness not to answer. Um, Mr. Waldman, you reached out to a number of other publications to speak on Mr. Depp's behalf. Do you recall? Again, I would instruct not to answer to the extent it requires you to disclose communications that you had with Mr. Depp. It would, and I accept the instruction. How many publications did you communicate with on behalf of Mr. Depp? Top of the morning, D.C. I see you people. Attorney-client privilege and attorney work product. I accept the instruction. How many publications did you reach out to on Mr. Depp's behalf relating to the U.K. litigation? Same instruction not to answer on the same grounds. I accept the instruction. How many publications did you reach out to on Mr. Depp's behalf relating to this litigation? Same instruction on the same grounds. I accept the instruction. Jenny Depp lawyer. did you reach out to concerning <laughs> allegations that Mr. Depp had abused Amber Heard? 
Same instruction, same grounds. I accept the instruction. Mr. Waldman, you had a Twitter account, did you not? I did. When did you begin that Twitter account? I'm not sure of the date. Approximately when? I'm not even sure of the year. Was it prior to 2005, 2010, 2015? Do you want me to speculate? I want you to give me your best estimate. Okay. I'm, I'm really not sure of the year. I, I couldn't put a specific date on it. Do you if recall? If you want to give me ranges, I could try. Do you recall how many years you had the Twitter account? Not precisely, no. Was it more than a year? I think so. Was it more than three years? I don't think so. Now, you had your Twitter account suspended, correct? Yes, that's true. My Twitter account was suspended. Do you recall when that was? Not with specificity, no. Do you recall why? Well, I wrote several letters to Twitter to ask why I was suspended for life from their platform. Life. The response that I received <laughs> he got was suspended for life from uh, Twitter. Multiple violations of their policy. So I asked what the fuck did he do? one example of those multiple violations. And they responded by saying now they were appealing without my asking them to do so, my suspension. And that's when they sent me another note that I was suspended for life. What? So just so the record's clear, so you have been suspended for life by Twitter? Suspended for life by Twitter. Yes. Okay. Do you have a Twitter account now? No. Do you still communicate with the press relating to Mr. Depp? And I would instruct the witness not to answer the question. Suspended for life from Twitter, man. It seems like I should be suspended for life. Eh. It would, so I accept the instruction. Do you still communicate with the press on Mr. Depp's behalf? Same instruction, uh, same grounds. I accept the instruction. Has Mr. Depp ever asked you not to speak to the press? Same instruction, same grounds. That clear, on its face, it, it would require Mr. Depp, Mr. Waldman to disclose his communications with Mr. Depp, which he will not do. <laughs> His lawyer. Would you have followed Mr. Depp's direction if he had asked you not to speak to the press? I will instruct the witness not to answer because it's an end around the attorney-client privilege. Clever, but I'm going to instruct the witness not witness not to answer. I accept the instruction. Has Mr. Depp ever asked you not to speak to the press about issues involving he and Amber Heard? would instruct the witness not to answer the question on attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. Would you have followed Mr. Depp's direction if he had asked you not to speak with the press about issues involving he and Amber Heard? And I will instruct not to answer on the grounds of attorney-client privilege. <laughs> I accept the instruction. <laughs> Has Mr. Depp ever asked you to correct or retract any statements you made to the press relating to Mr. Depp or Mr. Her or Amber Heard? 
would instruct the witness not to answer on the grounds of attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. Would you have followed Mr. Depp's direction if he had asked you to correct or retract any statements you made to the press relating to Mr. Depp or Amber Heard? Same instruction, same grounds. And I accept the instruction. Have you ever asked the press to correct or retract any statements you have made to the press relating to Mr. Depp or Amber Heard? I want to make sure I understand the instruction. Are you saying you instruct not to answer in the event it implicates privileged conversations with Mr. Depp? Yeah, I think I'm going to instruct not to answer. Mr. Waldman, I'm going to ask you to take a look at what has been marked as exhibit number four. I think I'm going to try to blow it up just a touch. It's kind of hard to read. And it's an article from July 3, 2020. The Mail Online, this is Daily Mail Online. Do you see that? I do. No, no. Actually, I'm just going to go to page eight. I'm going to ask you to take a look at the following. It says, Adam Waldman, Depp's lawyer, said afterwards, quote, Amber Heard and her friends in the media used fake sexual violence allegations as both a sword and a shield, depending on their needs. They have selected some of her sexual violence hoax facts, quote facts, end of quote, as the sword, inflicting them on the public and Mr. Depp. Do you see that? I do. Did you make that statement? I believe I did. Did you make that statement on behalf of Mr. Depp? Instruct the witness not to answer that question on attorney-client privilege grounds. I accept the instruction. Why did you make the statement? Same instruction, same rationale. You can't answer the why question without disclosing attorney-client privilege, so I would instruct you not to answer. Were you representing Mr. Depp at the time you made this statement? In any event, I'm going to instruct the witness not to answer that question on attorney-client privilege grounds. I apologize. I actually didn't hear the question. This guy is working. This guy is working. Amy, could you read that back, please? Thank you. This attorney is working. One moment. The attorney's attorney is working. Were you representing Mr. Depp at the time you made this statement? He's listening hard. I would instruct the witness not to answer on attorney-client privilege grounds. Thank you. I accept the instruction. You've got to get paid a lot for this. You've got to get paid a lot to be on it like that. Did you discuss this statement with Mr. Depp before making the statement? On the same grounds. Yeah, I accept the instruction. Did you discuss the statement with Mr. Depp after making the statement? Same instruction, same grounds. I accept the instruction. Was Mr. Depp aware either before or after that you were making this statement? Same instruction, same grounds. I accept the instruction. Did you make this statement with Mr. Depp's authorization or agreement? Same instruction, same grounds. I accept the instruction. Was Mr. Depp aware that you were speaking with the press? Same instruction, same grounds. I accept the instruction. 
did Mr. Depp ever ask you to retract or correct this statement? Same instruction, same grounds. I accept the instruction. If Mr. Depp had I accept the instructions. I should call him and I accept the instructions. I accept the instructions. I accept the instructions. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. If Mr. Depp had told you that the statement was not correct, it's Mr. I accept the instructions. Or retracted it? Same instruction, same grounds. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. Do you rely upon any statements or evidence from Mr. Depp in making this statement? I accept the instruction. Same instruction, same grounds. Yes, I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. Mr. Weltman, I'm going to be asking you a question about a specific statement. Super facts, D.C. Bolden. I've learned a lot just watching this, man. Super facts. Extremely teachable on many levels. Many levels. This is, I guess, I didn't set the stage here. This was the Daily Mail published on July 3rd, 2020. And I'm going to now direct your attention to page nine. Depp's lawyer, Adam Weltman, said the various discrepancies prove that nothing heard in her friend said about the events of May 21, 2016 could be considered credible. Do you see that? You're saying. Then I'm going to direct your attention, Mr. Weltman, to the next statement. Quote, quite simply. This guy is going to stay. A hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops. This guy is going to stay employed by Johnny Depp. The officers came to the penthouse. This guy is staying employed. And left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their story straight under the direction of a lawyer and a publicist, and then placed a second call to 911. Do you see that statement? I do. Did you make those statements? There are two parts to what you've shown me. The first part didn't have quotation marks around it. And I'm not asking about that. Where it said nothing could be considered credible. That's not quoting me. The part with the quote marks, I believe I said that, yes. So starting from quite simply through Yes, I believe so. Okay. Did you make these statements on Mr. Depp's behalf? Instruct the witness not to. Alan Davis was good. Was good. I accept the instruction. Why did you make these statements? Same instruction, same reason. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. His name is I accept the instruction. What were you trying to convey to the press in making these statements? Same instruction, same reason. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. Did you discuss the statement with Mr. Depp before making these statements? Same instruction, same reason. I accept the instruction. Did you discuss these statements with Mr. Depp following making these statements? Same instruction, same rationale. Yes, I accept the instruction. Was Mr. Depp aware either before or after that you were making these statements? 
Same instruction, same reason. 707, clear, concise, impactful. In the building. Same instruction, same basis. Accept the hey, y'all check out that Boogaloo episode. This up, Boogaloo came through last night. Same basis. I accept the instruction. Talking about hood vlogs. Ever ask you to retract or correct these statements? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. If Mr. Depp had asked you to retract or correct these statements, would you have retracted or corrected them? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. If Mr. Depp had told you these statements were not correct, would you have corrected or I accept the instruction. Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. Did you rely upon any statements or evidence from Mr. Depp in making these statements? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. Mr. Waldman, I'm going to ask you to take a look at Exhibit number six. This was Steve another. Steve Dean. I don't even know who that is. Shout out to him, though. So Steve the Dean Williams for, for getting you here, man. I don't even know who that is, but you bless would that like dude. To go ahead and, and uh, read the article. This would be a good time to do it. Thank you. Mr. Waldman, we were looking at Waldman exhibit number six, and it, it's the Daily Mail from July. Just lost her there, but uh, July 3rd, 2020. And you were going to scroll through it, and I think we had some technical difficulties, so we took a break. Have you had an opportunity to review it, or do you need to now? Uh, no, um, Ms. Bredoff, I, 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 just, I just saw the screen for the first time, so may I read it now? Absolutely. I'm going to ask you to turn to what is the 11th page, the last page you just finished reading, and I'm going to direct your attention to some specific words that are attributed to you. Do you see that it says, Depp's attorney Adam Waldman said? Okay. You see Depp's attorney Adam Waldman said, do you see that there, Mr. Waldman? I do. Okay. And then I'm going to direct your attention to specifically the end of Ms. Hurd's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp. Do you see that? I do. Did you speak the words, quote, the end of Ms. Hurd's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp? I'm, I'm not sure. It, it appears as I look at this that there are quote marks around the statement, and that suggests that I did. I don't remember saying these particular words, but it appears so. Do you have any reason to believe that you did not say the end of Ms. Hurd's abuse hoax against Ms. Johnny Depp? No, I have no reason to, no reason to doubt that. What was, were you representing Mr. Depp at the time you made this statement? I'm going to refer to it as a statement. I'm taking specific words, Ms. Hurd's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp. Were you representing Mr. Depp at the time you made the statement that included Ms. Hurd's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp? Instruct the witness not to answer based on attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. What were you to the press in making this statement? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. Did you make the statement on Mr. Depp's behalf? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. 
I accept the instruction. Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. Did you discuss this statement with Mr. Depp following making the statement? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. Was Mr. Depp aware either before or after that you were making this statement? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. Did you make this statement with Mr. Depp's authorization or agreement? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. I accept the instruction. Was Mr. Depp aware you were speaking with the press? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. Did Mr. Depp ever ask you to retract or correct this statement? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. If Mr. Depp had asked you to retract or correct this statement, would you have done so? Same instruction, same basis. I accept the instruction. Mr. Waldman, I'm going to ask you to take a look at what has been marked as deposition exhibit number 11. And if you want to take a moment, I'm going to try to make it. Uh, Mr. Waldman, I'm just going to ask you, it's, it's just kind of two and a half pages. Go ahead and take the moment to uh, review it. And then I'll uh, ask you some All right, Tyron, what's good? Blessings for tapping in. Blessings for tapping in. Show love. Hit the like button on the way in. Get the likes up. Send out the notifications. Let people know you get real nigga commentary on this right now. It's blessings. Oh, look at her hair, bro. Look at that. Amber's hair is. Amber is. Hey, Amber is a Cleopatra bitch, bro. She changing her appearance every show every 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 time she in court she presenting you with new imagery that is cleopatra shit right there bro 100 percent attention to exhibit number 11 that's that cleopatra because there's a number of these so maybe we can just clear it up right from the start so we have conversation if you look at the top conversation six messages three parties over 209 minutes and it has this first one, it has a date and a time, and it has a telephone number. Do you see that? I do. Okay. And then it has some email messages, or text messages. It looks like it starts with Keith Bishop. Do you know who Keith Bishop is? I do. And who is he? Keith Bishop is uh, a publicist who lives in London. And for what uh, what uh, publication? Oh no, he's a he's a he's a he's a publicist. He's an advisor on media. I see. Did you at any time? Did you or um, Mr. Depp ever employ Keith Bishop? in any kind of uh, public relations role. Mr. Waldman, I would instruct you not to answer any, um, I would instruct you not to answer the question to the extent that it would require you to disclose any communications you had with with Johnny, either receiving or, or giving. I would not be able to answer without doing so, so I, I accept the instruction. instruction. Okay, and then Mr. Bishop says, and this is on 128-2020, Adam, I can confirm a meeting with the mail. I accept the instruction. 17 February at 10 a.m. You see that? 
I do. So did you, in fact, hit the likes on the way in, even if you don't like me? Online on 17 February. I, I couldn't say sitting here now definitively that we met on Monday, the 17th of February. No, but uh, I see this and it, it wouldn't surprise me if we had. And was Mr. Depp with you when you had the meeting? I believe Mr. Depp was with me when we had this meeting. And you were representing Mr. Depp at the time, correct? I, I would instruct the witness not to answer that question um, based on attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. When did you obtain the audio tape that you're referencing in this text message? And I would instruct the I want Dude's lawyer. It would, and so I won't be able to answer the question. Icon locks in the building from Jamaica. What's up? What's good? Jamaica is in the building. What tape did you provide to the mail on the lawyer's lawyer is dope. In this, are you asking, forgive me, in this instance relating to this text? Yes. Uh, my recollection is that I gave a pair of audio tapes, actually, to them. Look at her hair. Look at Amber hair. Amber, look at the swirl braid. I provided them two tapes. Amber is not joking. What training have you had? She looks confident today. Amber is confident today. Look at this. Amber is confident today. Amber is confident today. What happened last night? She is feeling great. Or, or had domestic violence committed on them other than Mr. Depp. Amber no. is confident today. This is going up and down. You never saw any, as we would say, element or elements of things that Ms. Hurd claimed, right? Amber is confident. I never saw any element or elements of things she claimed. Um, do you mean I like his glasses. I like his glasses. Them smart glasses right there. Yes. He got the gel in his hair. He's money. That's a money dude right there. That dude is a money dude right there. Before we get there, smart glasses. As best you can recall today, who are the eyewitnesses? That you kind of remind me of Kevin um, Samuels a little bit with the glasses. See, the, Kevin Samuels influenced me with the glasses, man. The boss back by had to go there, man. I ain't playing. Okay, good. Um, it's, it's, it's also probably easier to answer by taking a, a particular incident rather than just thinking of, of names of people. So, um, Maybe this is a good illustration that, that, that is a helpful answer. Um, on May 21st, 2016, and I, I always view this as one of her central claims. It was the one she put on the cover of People magazine. Uh, it's the one she led with when she went to get her temporary restraining order. Um, the phone to the face incident on May 21st, 2016. That's her claim and that she was beaten, further beaten by some appendage of Mr. Depp in the face uh, and her hair was pulled. Um, and she showed up on the 27th in court with a lot of, of bruises on her face. So there are two police officers, one domestic violence trained female police officer who've testified over and over and over 
that there was no damage to the uh, penthouse, which Ms. Hurd uh, claimed was destroyed. That's a direct quote, destroyed. Um, there, uh, there are, that I can think of, nine other witnesses, um, the majority of whom uh, are either neutral or actually well, Ms. Hurd's own witnesses. Ms. Hurd's own witnesses. In various forms, um, various times, that uh, there were no injuries to her face whatsoever. Rounding this nigga. Between the 21st. Ms. Hurd. Uh, and the 27th, when suddenly there were bruises. Cleopatra and this motherfucker. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Cleopatra. Um, um, Melanie and Glacy, um, Amber's own uh, uh, primary makeup artist. Um, Laura Divinier was Ms. Hurd's assistant and decorator uh, and now works for Elon Musk. Damn. Um, Hilda Vargas, um, Mr. Depp and Ms. Hurd's at the time housekeeper. Um, Samantha McMillan, who was Ms. Hurd and Mr. Depp's uh, stylist, a good friend of Ms. Hurd's. Um, Isaac Baruch, uh, Ms. Hurd's and Mr. Depp's friend, close friend, and uh, Ms. Hurd's neighbor in the penthouses. Okay, uh, so continuing on, uh, the, the witnesses, a list of some witnesses to the 21st, her claims of, of, of violence and damage to the apartment. Um, um, Trinity Esparza, who was the head of the concierge desk at the Eastern Columbia building um, and a friend of Ms. Hurd's also. Uh, Cornelius Harrell, uh, who I think also worked for the concierge desk or in any event worked for the Eastern Columbia building and met with Ms. Hurd on the 22nd uh, of May, uh, which meeting was captured on CCTV also. Um, uh, Alejandro Romero, who I believe is head of security at the Eastern Columbia building. Um, and I think Brandon Patterson also testified about the uh, absence of, of bruises. And I should, I should even distinguish, because we're talking about the notion of a hoax, I should distinguish- The notion of a hoax. Uh, We're talking about the notion of a hoax. I like that, that language. Ms. Heard was uninjured between the 21st uh, of May uh, up into perhaps the 25th or 26th of May. And then, of course, she appeared bruised again on the 27th. Some of them have testified that even after the 27th, they were with her and she appeared uh, and that she appeared bruised. But during that period between the 21st and the 27th, I'm not sure if I've listed nine plus the two police officers, um, but I think that's that's an illustration of what I was referring to um, when I when I, in the question you uh, uh, asked me about. Can you please pull up um, the document labeled ARW six sixty, please? Sorry, but you do believe that the pictures and videos Marilyn Manson sent you helped disprove Miss Hurd's allegations, correct? As to that, as to that incident, uh, Thanksgiving, perhaps 2013, I think those, I think those videos uh, and photographs, yes. Hit the likes on the way in. Have you communicated with other social media um, users about this case, other than 
public messaging platforms. Let me let me ask that differently. Have you communicated privately with other social media users about this case? Um, other social media, I want to make sure I'm precise. Other social media users? Yes. Uh, that would, that would, that group would include almost everybody on earth. I've provided information episodically to what I would, what I would call internet journalists. And I'll define that as journalists who are not affiliated with, you mentioned, I think, NBC a moment ago or, or a, you know, a, a mainstream media outlet. Have you communicated with um, a social media user who goes by the name That Umbrella Guy? Um, I've had several phone calls with a, with a person who goes by the name That Umbrella Guy. I don't actually know his real name. Um, have you communicated with him other than through phone calls? Um, I don't remember doing so, no. Um, what are other, well, let me ask you this. Do you, have you communicated in a similar fashion with someone on social media who goes by the name that Brian fellow? Yes. Um, what about someone who goes by the name, the real Laura B? Yes. And have you communicated to those individuals listed um, evidence that you believe suggests that Miss Hurd's allegations are hoaxes? Um, I would say I communicate with the internet journalists because we put them in a category calling them that. I, I've done that exactly the same way I would communicate with mainstream media. Um, if they have questions about evidence or the facts, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I like this dude. I like this and dude you, on the screen, and, and I like his lawyer off the screen. They, so they, they work. You, you testified some by phone, correct? Yes. Do you do so by text or messenger platform? Largely, I think, by phone. But if I, if I communicated in writing, it would be probably by signal. Can you please pull up uh, the exhibits um, ALH? One seven zero zero one to two, please. Right on the screen, exhibit twenty-four. No, my question. Well, my first question is: um, Is that in that box where it says first on the record statement um, from me regarding the body cam to RTL, Adam Waldman, Johnny Depp's attorney? Is that um, is that a statement that you made to um, a German media outlet called RTL? Yes. And in that statement, you say that LAPD have How this nigga get banned for life from Twitter, man? Correct? I know the boss yes. might got to get banned if he get did banned. You, um, Damn. Did you, did you make a correction to RTL when you learned that the LAPD wasn't, in fact, investigating uh, Miss Hurd for perjury? 
Well, the way you've characterized it is not exactly what I would agree with. The LAPD told me that they were investigating the perjury claim at that time. Then sequentially came the statement. Then came notification from the LAPD that it was actually the L.A. Sheriff's Department that was investigating it, and that was the last I heard about it. And who notified you from the LAPD that it was allegedly the Sheriff's Department who was investigating it? The same desk officer at Foothill. And when I say he's the desk officer, I don't know if that's not necessarily the job title. How did you find his... Get the lights up. Tap in. I don't think I do. I don't know, but I don't... Keep Jack in the building. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I asked... Look at Amber Heard. Look at Amber is confident today. Come into contact with this desk officer. I brought a... Got the swirl braid neck. She got all neck shown. She giving all neck today. The statements that had been made and the evidence showing that those statements were false. In your view. So you took a binder to the LAPD and spoke to this desk officer? Correct. And was that the only time that you spoke to this person? Two times. Were they both in person? Maybe it's two or three times. No. No, two times were on the phone. Was the first meeting in person when you brought this binder? No, the first was on the telephone. So the investigation was opened up at your request after you brought this binder to the desk officer? Is that right? I didn't ask him to open an investigation. I filed a claim. Get the lights up. Show love. Regarding these perjurious statements that Ms. Heard and her best friend Rocky Pennington had made to a court. Was that claim that you filed in writing? Yes. Do you know whether that claim was produced as part of this, your document production in this case? Because I certainly haven't seen it. I don't know that I ever received a copy of it. It was filed in writing with the LAPD. But I don't recall that I ever received a copy of it. Did you draft it? No. So what was, you were talking to the desk officer and he was taking down notes and that, is that the writing you're referring to? Yes. Did you ever see this alleged written claim? Yes. Did you sign it? I don't recall if I did. Did you ever speak to anyone other than your client about this alleged perjury investigation other than your client and the desk officer? Well, I think this. You noticed that too, huh? I don't know where the swing came from. Would constitute. She's super confident today. Did you ever hear anything more about this perjury investigation? She'd be getting good coaching at night. To the extent it existed from anyone, any other third party who claimed that they had spoken to anyone in LAPD or the LA Sheriff's Office. No, I don't think so. Mr. Waldman, do you have a professional license? I do. 
Do you have your own law firm? I do. What is the name of your law firm? Endeavor Law Firm. Endeavor Law Firm. Law Firm formed. Dude is thorough. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna remember that. Endeavor Law Firm. I think it was in 2005. And who was it who formed uh, your law firm? Uh, it was I who did it. And who owns your law firm? I do. What Endeavor. is your title at the Endeavor Law Firm? Um, managing member, I believe. And it's it's none of our business who your clients are, but does the Endeavor Law Firm have other clients other than Mr. Yes, Depp? they do. Yes. Come on now. Does Johnny mm-hmm. Depp issue you a Form W-2? I don't think so, no. Do you receive legal training from Johnny Depp or any of your other clients? Absolutely so not. Are you kidding? In general, is legal training, but if I understand your question correctly, Uh-oh. no. Fair, fair point. Uh, have you ever listed Johnny Depp as your employer on any filings with the IRS? No. But you offer legal services to clients, correct? Yes. All right. I'll say, do you offer legal services to uh, the general public? Probably not to the general public, but I offer legal services. I think that's your question. All right. Yes, ma'am. Your Honor, we, our next one would be Detective Sandanaga, S-A-N-D-A-N-A-G-A. It's about 20 minutes. All right, let's go ahead and okay. have that witness. And is that, and go ahead. We start the question. All right, thank you. Okay, we got a new one. Marie Sandanaga, M-A-R-I-E, Sandanaga, S-A-D-A. Sandanaga. G-A. And my business address is 100 West 1st Street, Los Angeles, California. 100 West 1st Street? And what is your current occupation? I am a detective with the Los Angeles Police Department. A detective. And I am the department's domestic violence coordinator. What does it mean to be the domestic violence coordinator for the department? So I am recognized as... The person most knowledgeable in domestic violence, I oversee how our department as a whole responds to domestic violence. So I don't investigate cases right now myself. I just make sure that officers and detectives are responding to domestic violence, how California State Penal Code wants us to. And how long have you I'm ready for this. 17 years. What if any policies, procedures, and protocols are in place at the LAPD for domestic violence cases separate from other types? So once we determine there is domestic violence, uh, we have to determine whether there is a crime. Every time we respond to a domestic violence call, per state law, we need to document whether it's a crime or just an incident, which would be when there is not a crime, but there's still paperwork done. So that is part of the officer's investigation. Now, I had asked a little earlier about when the victim is reluctant to press charges. If patrol officers saw property damage or Look at that braid of the victim. Even man, that braid is powerful, man. I don't know what it is. Press charges. What would the patrol officer Amber's hairstyle is powerful today. 2016 on a domestic violence call. 
if officers determined that there was she could change appearance at will like cleopatra our policy is they still make that arrest if a suspect is there or take the report so if there are when the patrol officers arrive at the scene and this is may 2016 and there are four people that are present at the scene how many of those individuals are the patrol officers obligated to interview so i'm going to show you the incident call here and it, it goes down and it has domestic dispute and then it says let me get that 10th light with victim looks like check location verified husband left victim advised verbal dispute and refused to give any further information issued business card do you see that yes okay in may of 2016 was the language victim advised verbal dispute language that was that patrol officers were trained to provide when they were not going to document anything from the scene it can vary but officers would commonly use um the phrase verbal dispute or to document when a report was not taken let me ask you to take a look at what has been marked as deposition exhibit number eight it's dated november 24 2014 and it's subject domestic violence supplemental report and it says the domestic violence supplemental report form 15.40.02 has been revised to provide a more concise picture of the history and needs of the victim for the purpose of investigating the crime of domestic violence you see that yes what is your understanding of why the the, the lapd decided that they needed to create a, a supplemental report form that would give a more concise picture picture of the history and needs of the victim for the purpose of investigating the crime of domestic violence right the supplemental includes a lot of questions that are required by california state law so we included that on it and the original supplemental was actually created a lot earlier i believe in 1999 this um this revision of it uh, added some specific questions uh, to help us look at kind of to do a risk assessment um i'm not sure if the supplemental is attached to this form but on the supplemental there's a section where i believe there's like seven yes or no questions that is what was added during this revision detective sadnag i'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number nine and do you recognize this supplemental report yes i is this the supplemental form that was referred to in exhibit number eight yes okay now if we look at this 
uh, and we start out on the left-hand column, and it has a number of different observations to make of the victim. And it includes Miles in the game could never be lame. What's up with you people? Scared, angry, fearful, calm, agitated, nervous, threatening, apologetic, under the influence of alcohol, under the influence of drugs, or other observations, and it says document in narrative. All right, are, are these typically characteristics of victims of domestic violence? Yes. And I'm going to turn your direction to the crime scene now, and the same question, there's a number of different uh, items on here, including location, vandalized, ransack. Crime scene. Uh, and personal property damage, furniture disarray, broken. Crime. What is your understanding? Language, the language they use. <laughs> My understanding is that these are um, things that are typically at a crime scene or can occur. So things that we want officers to look for and mark when they take the crime report. And as with the questions I had on the characteristics uh, that are on the list for the victims, um, are these items that are also discussed with the police officers in their training to look for in even making the determination whether a crime has taken place? Yes, they are. Is there a scenario under which shoot me some likes, y'all? Officers decide that there's no crime, but they see property damage and injury and take photographs. I mean, it, every situation is different. Um, I believe well, one way, if we have a situation like that, that occurred, it, then there should be a domestic violence incident report. So there is a place to uh, document your observations and statements from people and, and a reason to have those photographs. Even if ultimately the officers determined that it wasn't a crime. And yes, that's why domestic violence incident reports are reports where there are no crime. And that is why we have them so we can we can document um, and have a history of calls and see in case there is another call in the future that there is prior history of any type of- I appreciate uh, that like to give me the 10, give me some moto. Look at that bitch brave. With the split uh, down the middle, you in the back, crispy. That bitch was looking like Marilyn Monroe yesterday. Yes, there is still a narrative that is that is written where everything, the officer's investigation and observations. She's a dangerous bitch. Amber Heard is. Was there an incident report in May of 2016 for patrol officers to use in domestic violence calls. Yes. Could you please describe the purpose of an incident report as of May 2016 and what was included typically in an incident report? So the purpose of domestic violence incident reports um, were to record 
when officers responded to a call of domestic violence that did not result in a crime. Um, they are actually required by state law for us to document uh, every domestic violence incident that we respond to. And in that report, it's that the same, <laughs> I keep calling it a face Tell a friend and subscribe to the boss, Mike. As a, a crime report that we would take it on, but you fill out the information, you just do not list a suspect because we have no crime. It's the victim who was in fear that the other party may cause um, some type of uh, danger to them. And that other party is then listed as a witness. And then there is a narrative that is included, that the same type of narrative that would be in a crime report where you would write down your source of activity, the officers would put their source of activity and then document their investigation. Um, the, statements that anyone made um, any as we ask on domestic violence calls what type of relationship it is how long you know they've been together any prior incidents of domestic violence um, all that would be included in the narrative of an incident report and would any photographs uh, or other notes also be included in that incident report Yes, they can be. If there was anything that they saw that officers believe needed to be documented in there. And where would an incident report, and I'm again back in May 2016, where would that be filed or stored once the patrol officers were done with their shift for the day? Uh, the officers would turn in their uh, reports, including any incident reports, to the watch commander who would read over it and sign it off. And if it is approved, it would go to our records unit at that division to create a, um, a report number on it. And then it does get um, assigned to a detective just so that we have it on uh, file um, in, in case there's any future incidents. Do officers at some point have to make a determination as to whether domestic violence has occurred? Yes, they do. Okay. What criteria do officers use to make that evaluation? They use the interviews with the parties that are there, um, what they observe at the scene, um, even what they observe, like the demeanor of the victims and the suspects, uh, every situation is different, but it's uh, really like taking in the whole, the whole 360 of where you are and what's occurred so they can get all information to make that educated determination of a crime that's occurred. Can you just generally describe for me the circumstances under which a domestic uh, incident report is used? Oh, we take a incident report. Amber feeling good today. Determined there is no crime. Amber got Amber like Amber feeling Amber feeling like is shit is going our way. Uh, Whether it is or not, could, in reality, um, be a victim of some type of serious bodily injury. And so, I think the third 
incidents you would have or where we don't take the incident report is where both parties state it was an argument uh there was no physical injury i wasn't both parties say we aren't weren't afraid that the other was going to do any type of harm to me okay and so in that case in that third case that you just described would there be any documentation required typically on the that third one when we don't have the fear so it makes it no incident report it's only documented on that daily field activity report it's going to help ask a line of questions earlier on in the deposition about victims of domestic violence being reluctant to come forward and speak up do you recall that yes is that a significant problem in dealing with domestic violence calls yes is that a problem that you have personally experienced on on your own calls yes okay um look at the confidence in a bitch look at amber man confronted with a person who's unwilling to make a statement um is there much that a police officer can really do um if you have if you have somebody who just refuses to make a statement and refuses to indicate that they have suffered violent abuse it's not too much usually um we try to we teach them to talk about the cycle of violence and power and control and see if we can you know start a rapport with the victim and get them to discuss but if they really don't want to tell us what happened we can't amber her with the swirl braid you you look at that connecting in the front visible injuries with the you or that there are man that's that man that there has been some that's that authority potential victim declines to make a statement mean that the officers can't go forward no not necessarily is um they would need to investigate more but you do have the visible injury and you know evidence of some type of uh struggle so they would need to try to get that probable cause to determine that it was a crime that created that injury there were a number of questions asked uh about if observed injury if observed property damage back and forth and both of us have asked you a lot of questions about this um and so i just want to make sure that it's very clear if a police officer responding to domestic violence call sees injury regardless of whether the victim cooperates what is the police officer's obligation this is as of may 2016 to do an investigation to determine if that injury was a result of a crime and that investigation would include what 
It would uh, include interviewing anyone that is at scene, um, seeing if there's any type of physical evidence of uh, altercation or depending on, on the story that was given, if there's corroboration of that. Um, Get the likes up. Seeing if there's any witnesses. Um, Get a real negative 15 likes, though. Kind of depends. Each each one's different, but just doing a thorough investigation. Tell a friend to subscribe. One of the took the officers through the entire premises and showed broken glass, spilled wine, and a number of areas of disturbance and vandalism. What would the officers' obligations be then? The officers would still need to determine if, uh, if there was enough Cadillac kid in the from, building. From these witness statements. One of my and favorite DJs. I see you, nigga. Determine if Blessings. the injury is a result of the crime. What discretion do the police officers have when they see an injury on the victim when they reported to a domestic violence call? And this is in May 2016. The officers still need to do an investigation if there is a visible injury because we, they have to determine if it was a crime. So one of your roles, if I understand it, is to make a determination of that the police, the LAPD as a whole, uh, how you're overseeing how they respond to domestic violence calls, correct? Leading. Yes. And I, let me ask it just a little bit differently. In making the determination of whether to create an incident report. Come on now, get the likes up. Uh, what if any factors can Look at that bitch. consider confident? Look at her. The victim does not want to press charges. But the officer still believes that an incident report is appropriate under the circumstances. It would, if an officer determines that there was not a crime, yet there was enough there. And guess what I'm trying to say? I mean, the purpose we have to think about that we tell the officers a purpose of domestic violence incident report is for documentation of incidents because we know with domestic violence there's usually a series of of incidents that happen and not all of those are crimes so for us as officers we document those so in the future if there is a crime we can go back and say there have been all these other incidents so as officers we kind of take that uh into our analysis of the scene and if we can't determine whether a crime has happened we have to think about do do we need to document this so maybe sometime in the future people know that this happened that's it all right thank you and ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and take our lunch break at this time again do not do any outside research and do not discuss the case with anybody okay we'll see you back in an hour oh man amber's looking kind of confident today Amber's looking kind of confident today with the swirly braid. You looking like a, looking very confident. 
But then I like Johnny right. Johnny Depp's lawyer was solid. This on a deposition or it's gonna be live, all right? So we'll take care of the TV then. All right, see at one forty-five. Definitely wasn't ex as explosive as when Amber was up on the stage. You know, when Amber was up on the stage, it was up. Amber was giving it to you. The Amber was giving you heat. Amber was giving you that heat. You know, it wasn't up like that today, but it still was good. The second half, I feel it. I feel the second half is going to be up. You know what I'm talking about? Let me see. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to the, everybody that had tapped in to watch it with a nigga, man. For real. For real. It's trending on Twitter. Niggas on Twitter. Let me see. Offset trending on Twitter. Offset trending on Twitter. No more Migos. No more Migos. No more Migos. You know the ball smack. Ben said the Migos got destroyed by bitches. That is a ball smack clip. The Migos have been destroyed by bitches. And I released that probably a year ago. Right after Sweetie body slammed Quavo around in a parking lot in front of the world to show how a real ass bitch could break down a nigga perpetrating real nigga shit. How a real bitch could look through, look through ya and get this sucker shit up by you. You seen Quavo who you thought was a real nigga out here. Body slammed around that parking lot by Sweetie. And now, I told niggas, when the Migos put out the flop album, I said, this is it. This is the final. This is the, this is the ending part. This is the, the, the ending part. You feel me? The ending part. Oh. He still has Cardi. He still, Offset still has Cardi on the team. Cardi B. But, oh my God. Are y'all ready for the game? Are y'all ready for some game right here after the Amber Heard trial? First half. You hear how the ball smack will tell you. Keep your eye on Offset and watch Offset get fired. It's going to crumble for Offset because what made Offset, Offset no longer existed. No more Migos because of bitches. No more Migos because of bitches. Because Quavo saw Offset get Cardi B and said, I want a Cardi B too. I want a Cardi B too. I want a Cardi B too, like you. So he went and got Sweetie, but that's not Cardi B. Joe Blast. I don't know. I I, I don't think I don't think DC Bold, and I don't think the the Migos uh can afford to be flopping on purpose. You can only flop. Uh, there's no upside to the flopping on purpose. Because Quavo is not is not bracking no more. 
And takeoff is not bracken no more. And offset is not really bracken no more, really, like. So how's niggas gonna eat? How you get money? How that how if you're not bracken? You gotta be bracken. You know what I'm talking about? You gotta be bracken. They not bracken right now. Um Lil Baby is bracken. Lil Baby. Lil Baby now. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the game is cold, man. I saw it. I saw it up close. I saw it the last time I was I was I was I was I was posted with Cardi. Was at the uh AOD when um what's that what's the name of that that hit? Um Bodak Bodak Yellow was was blowing up. And I knew that I knew that offset nose was open. I knew it. I was like, oh man, offset is doomed. He's doomed. And then then I noticed it was one time where Barty where Cardi B needed help from the Migos on her song. It was a time when Cardi B needed help from Offset on the song. She needed Migos. Now that now it's no more Migos. And Barty is just the world is waiting for a Barty album. And there's no more Migos. <laughs> How did that happen? Niggas don't see it. Don't hear me talking. Niggas don't see it. And niggas don't hear me talking. I might as well be up here sounding like, you know what? Niggas be, niggas be listening to me, man, like, on everything, man. Niggas, niggas be listening to me. I be sounding like the Peanuts. Uh, like when you watch Charlie Brown and them and the adults be talking, I be, quack, quack, quack. That's a that's how niggas listen to me, man. Even though I prophesy, I prophesy all game. I prophesy, I prophesy game. I prophesy game better than everybody. I'm and I'm not even like really, I'm not even really like just trying to be like hitting niggas in the head with that either, man. I prophesied game better than no one prophesied game. I have a documented video called the Migos have been destroyed by bitches that is a year old. And it is just now hitting Twitter today, yesterday, last night. It just hit, it just, the world, the rest of the world found out last night. And I told you, a year ago, a year ago, a year ago. I'm trying to tell you, man, I don't give a fuck what's, what, who, I'm telling you, man. I believe, hey, hey, as I'm ranting right here to y'all niggas, I believe, you know, I'm going to say some crazy, I'm, Man, this is 
this is some unbelievable shit I'm going to say to y'all niggas, man. But I believe, I believe there are malevolent spiritual powers in high places. You feel me? Stopping the boss Mac message from reaching out to niggas, to all niggas, to benefit niggas. If niggas, <laughs> if niggas would accept gain and hear the game and take in the game, I believe the whole entire real nigga nation, the niggas would be better human beings out there, nigga. And I know y'all niggas hear me and be like, boss, man, you brazy. But I, hey. I predicted all this shit. Everything else. Predict all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So let me let me let me end right here, man. <laughs> let me end right here, man. And um so niggas could take a break. And I can get caught up on some other shit, man, because, you know, nigga be live for hours and hours nowadays, man. I wasn't used to doing that. You know, the boss, Mike Topsoil, was not going live. I was not going live. Now I'm going live for hours and hours every day. You understand me? So let me get back to some boss, Mike Streetwear and some other shit. And then we're going to be back for the second half of this analysis, real nigga analysis. Of the there's no other real nigga analysis of this trial. There is no other. Tab in. I'm gonna be back. <laughs> Shout out to DC Boulder, man. You my guy, man. I fuck with you, bro. Let me get up out of here, though, like, you feel me? And uh, we're going we gonna, to, you know, we're going to go up. We're going to go up when I get back, for real. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out. The Top Mac Nigga Show is a Balls Mac Industries production.